All right, everybody, MPLW time. We've got two special guests on this segment. We've got Jeremy McGahn, as always. Jeremy, how are you going today? I'm good. How are you, Matt? Michael, Michael, number two. How are you going, boys? Uh, very, very good. And we've, of course, got Michael Aldred on, former MPLW target on coach. Michael, how are you going today? I'm going very well, mate. Thanks for inviting me on today. Now we're very happy to have you. And uh, before we get into what we're going to talk to about MPLW, um, Michael, do you want to talk? A, you can talk a little bit about your uh, ACT Futsal boys and how you guys went in the comp a couple of weeks ago, or just what you're doing in football at the moment, if you'd like. Yeah, I don't mind. Uh, the ACT Futsal was, a, I think, a fantastic experience for the boys. All the ACT teams did really well. Our under 13 boys. Uh, Sailed through qualifying, sailed through the group, won 10 games on the trot and unfortunately uh, come up against a strong Sydney team in the final and lost by the odd goal, which I think the re- the time showed was scored with 12, 12 seconds to go. Uh, but, you know, the boys did really well and it shows the ACT can compete with other states. So it's, it was a fantastic experience. Uh, in regards to what I'm doing now, I've obviously stepped down from Tuggeron as the head coach for the women. I'm... Uh, Doing a bit of help with the Radford under-18 boys. I'm assisting in Worthington there, which is a great experience. Opportunity to, again, learn from a different coach and a, a very good coach. Uh, I will uh, hopefully get back into coaching in the next uh, either few weeks or next season if uh, Saw makes me a good offer. Awesome. All right. Let's get started into the show, shall we? All right. Of course, the big news, guys, is Michelle Heyman joining MPLW. Absolutely massive. She joins Gungahlin United. Uh, we all know her credentials. Former Matilda played uh, at the World Cup, Asian Cup, Olympics, you name it, almost those squads for the Matildas. Of course, highest goal scorer in the W League. Uh, Jeremy, let's start with you. Uh, how, how big is this for the league? Of course, we've heard the rumours for a little bit, haven't we? But, you know, until, until it gets announced, you always sort of take everything with a little bit of grain of salt. Yeah, we are waiting to see where where she was going to sign and and I guess if she was going to sign and play with the uh, NPLW. But yeah, what a, what a great signing for Gangalin and what a what a great signing for the league. I mean, that means we have uh, three uh, Julie Dolan winner now with uh, Ash Sykes, uh, Heather Garyok who's playing, uh, and uh, and Michelle Heyman. Uh, and and what else do you want? Like, you know, the, the record goal scoring W League player still playing, who's definitely gunning for you know a comeback in, with the Matildas uh, playing in your league. That's that's I guess uh, as good as it gets um, for us, and and I think it's going to be amazing for us to be able to see, uh, but also so good for the girls playing in uh, in her team to to see what it takes to get to the level that that she is at. And you know, she's not. Um, she doesn't have, I guess, your your typical um, your typical path where she didn't become a pro at 17 year old and was that that young talent that exploded. She actually built her career uh, game game after game and season after season, uh, and she showed that she could still be good even after having you know not the best years. She was she wasn't. Um, she wasn't performing as well as she wanted to be just before she came back to Canberra United. Uh, and then she comes back and, and past 30 years old, um, goes and, and has a, a cracking season with 11 goals. Uh, I, I just think it's it's so good for the competition. It's good for, you know, with I think about the Jade Browns and the LKI Tolu and the Ella Rose Brown that now you're going to see, um, you know, what the extra things that you do if you want to be a professional player. And 
the extra time you spend at training and the different moves that you do during the game and, um, you know, sacrifices probably that you have to make as well to be able to make it at that level. Uh, that's a, a, lot of, a lot of experience that, you know, none of the pundits or the coaches or anyone can bring to those girls because they need to see the role model in front of them performing. Uh, so, you know, Olympic was was graced with having uh, Ashley Sykes and, and Nicole Berg. And in Canberra, Croatia, uh, so many have played. Balkan and United, uh, the same thing. It's good to see that um, up north in Gongalin, um, a player of the caliber of Michel Heyman is, is now joining the league. 100% is very exciting. Michael Aldred, uh, from your uh, point of view as a, as a coach as well, what, 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 what does she bring to the league? What does she bring to a team like Ungarland United? And do you think she'll just slot right in there? I think so. Kungarland have, uh, I think Diego's been building that team for two or three years when it's a, it's very well organised. They play good football. If you had one criticism against them to, for making that step from being the third or fourth team to the top two is their lack of goals sometimes, their clinical ability to finish their good playoff. They've now got that player. And as Jeremy says, I think uh, it's a twofold. One, it's great for the competition. Uh, it's also great for Gungarland. The players there will learn all the things Jeremy spoke about, how to be a professional. But it, do you know what? It, it's looking at people like Jeremy and yourselves. And we've now suddenly got an extra few lines of publicity. We've now got put the W League a little bit more on the, or the MPL, a little bit more on the map. And those eight and nine year old girls who enjoy playing football will might now come along and watch those games and will might think that's what I want to do. And I think long term, this is uh, a way forward for all clubs to try and find some way we can attract players like that. And we all know sometimes it comes down to money, resources, time availability. But uh, if you're a sponsor and you're looking to throw some money into a football, uh, an MPL team with Michelle Heyman uh, attract being top of that league is not a bad way to sell your product. And how, as a coach, how, how difficult is it going to be if you're coming up against someone like Michelle Heyman? Do you sort of, um, do you sort of uh, co- concentrate on her or do, you, or do you sort of figure out a way to not completely concentrate on her considering you've always got other players there at Gungahlin who can hurt you as well? Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, I suppose it depends where uh, Diego plays her. She's a natural centre-forward, but in the competition, she could easily play a 10-8 because of her ability to you don't want to not to get on the ball I think if I was coming up against a coaching and it wouldn't be a case of concentrating on Michelle it would be looking where Gungarland play the ball into Michelle and stopping that ball coming in there before he gets there you know they generally like to play through the middle uh, they don't knock it wide too often so you try and plug that gap before the ball gets to Michelle because once she's got the ball she's going to be very dangerous 100%. It's going to be interesting to see how she fits. In my opinion, I think she'll complement them quite well. You mentioned how they yeah. didn't really score too many goals previously, but uh, Michael men- uh, Michael Georgeski mentioned on the show last week uh, when they, they've scored like a, 11 goals in three games as of last week, yeah. and they scored in eight games last season, the regular season, they only scored 19. So you can really tell they're already improving attacking-wise yeah. besides this week. And with Michelle Heyman in there, she's an out-and-out goal scorer and everyone can... And one thing Diego does well is a lot of the players can rotate, especially in those midfield and yep. forward positions. So if... if and I if, think, and I think the challenge for the top teams is when you're looking at CFC and Belconnen, no one really ever puts any scoreboard pressure on them. Uh, 
they get one ahead, teams work hard, suddenly it's two or three. And you probably noticed over the last two or three years, those teams run away with teams in the last 10 minutes. They put three or four in the last 10 minutes. It would be very interesting when they could, even on, and I only watched a bit of the game on the weekend. It would have been interesting if someone like Michelle played and Gungarland had scored first. Because teams like Gungarland are very well organised and scoreboard pressure does very different things to teams who are not used to being behind. And we see it, that with we see that with CFC, right? We see that with Grace yeah. Gill, uh, with with Camera Kreischer, whenever she's here or not here, uh, it changed the whole physiognomy of the game and it changed how the player plays around her because yeah. that experience brings the calm, brings the the voice in the middle of the pitch to replace your players. A girl like Michelle Amen, if Gongarin is up one 0 against Belconen, is going to have that presence and that experience yes. to be able to tell the girls this is how we play from now. Either it's dropping down or pressing high, whatever yeah. the the communication is and she's also going to be able to lead from the from the field like whatever Jago is going to say she's going to apply it to the T and she has the stamina and the skills to do it so um, yeah ob- obviously such a win-win and he's fantastic as a coach to have a it would I would imagine from Diego's perspective it would be fantastic and Canberra Croatia have got it Bell Collin have had it in the past to have that senior player in the changing rooms who backs up what the coaches says talks to the young girls, helps them, as you say, helps them through those moments when you are 1-0 down or you're 1-0 up and how do you adapt to that? You don't panic. Uh, I think it's a fantastic asset for Diego. It certainly will be. And I heard it will be a couple of weeks before she plays. Um, Jeremy can probably um, confirm that. Something uh, she still has a few um, injuries that she's uh, just trying to clear up first or? Oh, I think it's just resting after resting, the WWE season. General, yeah, okay. we, ju- we just saw we just saw Sasha Goff playing a few minutes um, this week. We still haven't seen Vicky Linton back either. Uh, I would assume it's just more like a more of a break. We uh, we were about to uh, to tell uh, Diego to uh, make her play for the um, semi final of the Federation Cup, so then we could secure yeah. an extra sponsor and and get it on Bar TV. But we got the sponsor without without guaranteeing that, so we're good. If you were Belconnen or CFC, where you probably expected to finish in the top two, and Gungarland now may drop a few points till Michelle gets on board or until Michelle finds her right place within the team in the style that Diego plays, because that always takes time. You wouldn't want to be in that finishing in the spot where you're playing the third place team in the finals coming up. You you wouldn't want that. Yeah, uh, sure. yeah, because by the time the finals come round. I think there's a clear top two at this moment in time, but I would anticipate there'll be a clear top three quality teams by the time final comes round. It's going to be an 100%. All right. Uh, before we get stuck in, uh, Michael uh, Georgeski, do you, what was your reaction when you saw the, uh, saw the news? Any final thoughts before we move on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone's touched on some fantastic points there in regards to um, her signing with Gungahlin United. It's obviously a, a great uh, fit. Uh, for, for the league and and the women's uh, game and uh, and the image uh, as well her I mean we've all touched on uh, her influence and how that's going to draw um, attraction uh, for supporters and fans to want to come to games which is always great it's something that we always want to see uh, in in the Canberra game particularly in the women's game as well so to have that reason for to have such a high profile uh, player uh, in the MPLW um, is is going to attract a lot of uh, a lot of eyes um, and like you said um, Michael you know it's been a clear uh, top two for a while uh, especially in MPLW with Canberra Croatia and uh, Belcon United but the signing of Michelle Heyman at Gungahlin United um, I think 
uh, in the near future will formulate to a strong uh, top three, uh, three horse race uh, in the MPL uh, title race. So um, when she eventually makes her, her debut, it'll, it'll be a great thing uh, to see, but it's a great, um, it's a great signing for Canberra football. And uh, I'm sure we're all looking forward to her, um, you know, getting on the pitch and, and scoring a few goals. I'm sure she'll score a few goals there. That's, that's for <laughs> sure. Let's uh, get into a team who scored quite a few goals on the weekend uh, against Michelle Heyman's new team, Belcon United, 3-0 over Gungahlin United. Johnston uh, in the 21st minute and Bob Bonford scored a double one in the 74th and one in the 88th minute. Impressive victory from uh, Belcon United, who, safe to say, dominated the majority of the attacking play, had the majority of the chances, especially in that first half. Uh, Olivia Bonford, star of the show, an assist, beautiful assist, by the way. Uh, Jeremy, you'll describe it a bit soon with a beautiful ball over the top and scored two goals um, on her own, especially with that first goal, I would say, was particularly a stellar one. Jeremy, how did you feel like this uh, match sort of played out? Well, sorry, my internet just quickly jumped and then I lost the... the <laughs> what, what was going on? Which game are you on? I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's that's fine. That's fine, man. I, you couldn't even see it. Uh, the camera was still <laughs> yeah, going. I'm so, very yeah. still. <laughs> that's all good. We're, we're starting with Belcon United. Of course, 3-0 over Gungahlin United. Sure. How'd you feel? How'd you feel that one uh, played out, uh, Jerry? Sorry, man. Uh, very cagey affair. Um, I think I think we saw two teams uh, who who knew what they were up against and who did whatever they could to be able to nullify the other team's uh, forces. You know, Gangarin was very good at breathing down uh, Michaela Thornton's neck to make sure she didn't have the space to turn around and to actually organize the game the way she does. Uh, they were also as as we know them good at pressing high, but also very good at dropping down very quickly and putting the numbers in defense uh, to prevent being run over by, uh, by Belkonen. Uh, and Belkonen was expecting what was going to happen um, when you play against Gungarin, whether it's the, I guess, danger from everywhere, right? Whether it's shoot from afar uh, or bowling behind the defense. Uh, and same thing, did, did really well to, to defend deeper. I think what Michael Zakowski, uh, where Michael Zakowski may have done the difference this weekend, uh, putting Sarah Johnston back up on the on the midfield. I know he couldn't um, for the for the last game, uh, but having Karen Clark in defense and being able to have uh, Johnston next to Thornton in the in the midfield was a big difference because Sarah. Sarah Johnson has, you know, a wealth of experience coming from uh, the uh, the Ilawa Stingray, and she was able to straight away make, make the difference in the midfield, added that extra pressure, relieve a little bit Michaela Thornton from um, her responsibilities, uh, and and the first goal um, is is from Sarah Johnson, which uh, which obviously is great for them. I think it's it's unfortunate for Gungadin that they they concede on. Like almost fluky goals. The first, the first goal is just just one lack of uh, focus on one uh, beautifully chipped ball, um, and then the second ball is you know uh, deflected and then bounced back on somebody, and we don't know if it's Sender or or Bond for that scored. Uh, and then by then it's two zero and it's hard. I didn't see, I didn't see. I guess the creativity that we've used to see with Gungaling up front. I saw a lot of nervosity. I saw a few uh, a few wrong choices made here and there by the by the forwards where um, a couple of times there were some easy one-twos that uh, the DeMarcos or Pennyfield or Brown could have played together. And a few times they tried their luck from afar, which have worked really well for them. 
uh, in the first three three match days, uh, but didn't work um, that well on, on Sunday. I feel like they had the opportunity and, and the tools to be more dangerous um, for the Blue Devils, but um, somehow in the final third, you know, whether it's nerves or, or panic, they just didn't, didn't deliver um, as well as they could because however lethal uh, Belkonen is, I think, and we'll see that next week, right? Uh, I think against a team who attacks calmly and, and, and in a collected way and is able to to understand what's going on in front of them, uh, there is spaces in behind the defense of Belkonen, which is the simple result of the way Belkonen is trying to play and attack always and press always. You'll always have a bit of unbalance in your team if that's what you're playing. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, Kudos to Michael, right? Still undefeated since he uh, took the reins at uh, at Belconnen and, and showing that whatever the opposition is, is finding a way to adapt and to do what it takes to score the goals. Uh, and, and kudos to his girls as well, of course. Uh, it's going to make the the season very interesting because I think, you know, Gangalin Bueno now is going to get better. Uh, Olympic is definitely going to get better. And Croatia and Belko seems like they're already there. Uh, the, the second, the... the the rest of the season, sorry, is going to be very interesting and starting with the next two games. It certainly will be. Uh, Michael Aldred, what did you uh, make of uh, this result? 3-0 uh, Belconnen winners over Gungala. I think it's interesting. As Jeremy said, I think Michael's, uh, the Belconnen coach, has got them playing slightly different. They've, they've always had the ability to overpower teams through the names they've got and through the experienced players. And they've often relied on other teams' mistakes to jump on top of teams but they seem to be pressing a little bit higher this year which again the right team may create some advantages but the team are working really hard for Michael and yeah they seem to be 10-15 metres further up the pitch than they had before and I think Jeremy touched on that I think that might have surprised Gungarland Gungarland generally liked to build up slowly from the back play out a little bit but I think they were rushed and uh, you saw mistakes they generally wouldn't make uh, and that's when, going back to our original conversation, that's when you'd get someone like Michelle who would uh, maybe calm the team on those things and raise those standards slightly from those defend- to those defenders or midfielders looking for that ball, which, uh, again, I'm sure Diego will now know what Michael plays and uh, he might slightly alter his tactics next time. Uh, Jeremy, uh, before we move on, would you say it was... Um... Uh, there was just uh, a bit of a... Because they were pretty strong defensive, this matchup in Gaal. Would you say just that link just wasn't there like it usually is? Like, were they just not able to concentrate on playing both sides of the ball? Like, they usually do um, mm. in the majority of the matches. They haven't let in a lot of goals either this season, bar, bar that match. Yeah, I think I think what Michael said uh, is true. Next time, you should invite Michael Zakowski as well. So then we have a third Michael and then we can be all right. <laughs> um, I, think, I think what, uh, what Mr. Aldred says, uh, it's true. I think they were probably surprised by the amount of pressure uh, that they were under. And, and we're talking about, about quality players in Belkonen uh, that know how to press and know how to press right. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, Diego and, and his team were, were surprised by it or, or, or even after being surprised, we're just bothered by it. You know, it's not easy mm. to, to get the ball out and you need to have you need to have speed, you need to have movement. Uh, and if just one player doesn't do the right move at the right time, then you end up being stuck and having to come back behind. I've rarely seen Gangalin not being able to to string three passes in the other half. And I've yeah. and I've haven't seen much of that uh this weekend. So so you know, I think uh the game was approached the right way uh by both teams and the plan worked a bit better for Belconnen than it did for Gangalin. Uh it 
the mistake happened one side. If it had happened the other side, you know, if one of those shot from afar ends up on target or if or if the right pass is done at the right time and, and Gangalin gets the right deflection, the score can be otherwise. So I do think that it was uh, a very close game between two two very solid teams. Um, you know, the, the success went to the to the more opportunistic. I think Gungarlin will play a little bit longer when they have Michelle in the team against Belconnen. They'll have a natural outlet and uh, they'll do their... Uh, in Diego's position, I will be looking to turn Belconnen round a little bit quicker than what they're doing at the moment. And as a as a coach, you've played against... Uh, your teams have played against her many times, Michaela Thornton. When it, whenever she... Uh, Jeremy mentioned how they tried to... Gungala tried to stop her from playing her game. But when she makes those runs, like it's, she's an absolute bullet train, uh, yeah. Michael. Uh, it, 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 I think Nick said on commentary, yeah. the only way you can stop her is by, uh, you know, fouling her. Um, so as someone who's played, whose teams have played against her quite a bit, how important is she for, a, you know, for the Belconnen side? Oh, she's, I think, uh, and especially this year in the Premier League, you've, you've got, there's a lot of good coaches who know the game who will uh, set up teams very well. But you've got players like that who you... Uh, they're the X factor. They can do things that you can't compensate for. And uh, I think most teams would want two or three of those players. And if you get one of those, then they're the difference. 100%. And Jeremy, before we move on, uh, can you speak a little bit about Olivia Bonford? Have a, had a very good match, of course. Two goals, one assist. Uh, one of her goals is absolutely outstanding and a beautiful ball over the top as well. Yeah, she, she's just uh, she's just showing how good she's going to be all season, and and it's funny because she she's not the flashiest players on the on the field. You know, when I, I watch a couple of games, uh, and it's not like you see her at every single possession, but when the ball comes in her feet, she's capable of making the right decision straight away. Whether it's just one touch, one pass, or whether it's a dribble to get rid of a couple of players and create the opportunity for a uh, for one of her teammates, but she she has clearly that understanding of the game where she's able to score the ball, the goal, excuse me, and she's also able to give the ball where it matters. Uh, and she's, she's going to be an amazing asset for, um, for Michael when you have the pace of uh, Bobin on one side, um, unfortunately, uh, Nicole Jaloka just got injured, but when you had Jaloka before, even the pace of Nina Zarevac, the, the youngster who, who played a couple of games, um, Bomford is going to be, um, you know, such a, such a key to the further success of, of Elkonen. They certainly look strong, Belconi United. All right, Michael Georgeski, what is our next matchup? <laughs> the the amount of times that the name's Michael's that has been in front of <laughs> I've around. never said Michael I, I can't keep on up. the show besides the interest. Michael, either. Michaela, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> There's a lot of Michaels going around, yeah. but nevertheless, we'll move on. Um, we had Canberra Croatia up against Canberra Olympic, a massive win uh, for the home side, uh, Canberra Croatia. Uh, putting seven past uh, Canberra Olympic. Uh, 7-2 was the final score. Uh, Fogarty uh, scored twice uh, for the hosts. Uh, Palombi uh, scoring four before Hagen uh, scored in the 76th minute. The scores for Canberra Olympic were Sykes uh, and Cook. Uh, it's Jeremy, Sykes' time. Yeah, it's Sykes' time. I got it right this time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jeremy, uh, a, a very, very strong performance from uh, Canberra Croatia, a real statement uh, of intent uh, because we've talked about not only how good Canberra Croatia have been um, uh, as a footballing side, but the the slow rise of Canberra Olympic and how they've developed 
uh, as a football team over the last year or so. Um, so what, what were your thoughts on this match? Because it was a, a real statement uh, of intent from Canberra, Croatia uh, at home. Yeah, Canberra, Croatia is uh, playing it like Belconen, I think. Uh, you know, we, we had discussed that with Nick a couple of weeks ago where he was saying that he knows how, how tight this year is going to be and he knows the, the cultural Belconen is if you're up to null, why not being up 6, 7, 8, null? Just keep pushing, keep pushing. Uh, and I think he, he's doing just that. You know, um, it's 7-2, but it could have been 5-4. Uh, you know, 9-8, it could have stayed at 4-3. Uh, it was just a, a very, very entertaining game. And, and he went back and forth. And, you know, Olympic uh, was just a little bit unlucky not to find the back of the net sometimes. Uh, obviously, Canberra Croatia also had some very good defending going on. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I think it was it was a great game and a great game where the team who, who had, you know, that many more opportunities and that much more aggressivity on the ball everywhere on the pitch, uh, one Canberra Olympic is definitely, you know, we, we're saying top two and then we're saying Gungalins coming up. I wouldn't be surprised to see Olympic, uh, all the way at the end as well. Um, competing, being a serious competitor for the semi-final. They just recruited uh, Tanya Miro, who, who started the game this weekend uh, in Deakin. Uh, and she made um, an instant impact. I mean, we know Tanya from when she was playing at Gongalin, right? And we know the the raw talent that she is and, and the technique that she has. And uh, and a girl like this right next to Ashley Sykes with Rachel Hardwick, who came back from an injury uh, and took a bit of a knock this weekend, uh, but, but still, still played the whole game. You see that she's not 100%, but when she's going to get there, um, Olympic is scary offensively when you have all those players. Yeah. Uh, where, where it's where it's still, I guess, a little tender is you haven't replaced Nicole Begg, obviously, uh, in, in the midfield or for those defensive tasks uh, or for the transition balls. Uh, you know, Lara Burdett, I think, has a very solid um, beginning of the season, but, you know, it's hard to replace Nicole Begg. Uh, so de defensively, it's a bit tender. Um, so many balls behind the defense out of seven goals. I think five of them are uh, just a ball chips in behind the defense. And uh, even though, um, sorry, the, the young goalkeeper Heinz, Haynes, excuse me, uh, had some some very good saves uh, at one point when he kept coming and keeps coming, keeps coming, what do you do? Uh, and two penalties as well, uh, you know, speaks to the mistakes, the defensive mistakes that Olympic have done speaks of the the lack of positive aggressivity you know the lack of that that first step before the other player comes into the ball um that doesn't take away from what Canberra Croatia is doing of course no Grace Gill no Chantel Jones and yet you're able to to score um seven goals I feel like watching the game I think Grace Gill looked like she was playing because all you can hear is her voice around the around the field but um but you know which is again that's not a lot of, not a lot of team have a coach and a captain who can speak as much as the coach about what's going on on the field right uh, so that speaks to how good Croatia is going to be uh, and and when you have when you can afford to not have Grace Gill not have Chantel Jones and still have probably the best starting 11 in the league uh, that means you're going to be a serious contender uh, all year long. Brittany Palombi did what Brittany Palombi does. She even did it with her right foot. Uh, two goals with her right foot already this season. Um, I'm just waiting for her to score a header. Um, but, uh, but yeah, she, she's just being spectacular again. Um, so many times they found themselves uh, just doing those 
cut back pass and, and being a bit too quick for the Olympic defense. Um, it, it's going to be such a good game against Belcon, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's two teams that uh, are in it to win it. It's two teams that are playing some very smart football that both have their moments where they're a little bit unbalanced. Um, but but what we've seen this weekend from Canberra Croatia just uh, just speaks volume about how good the group is being. Um, there's probably three, four, even five more players that can be in the starting lineup compared to last year, uh, which Nick is is um, dealing with really well, um, thanks to sometimes players not being here like Grace and Chantel, uh, but also he's using the rotation properly and, and all players are are concerned and, and, and it's good to see. And it's also good to see Krista Hagen, uh, probably not the tallest players in, in the league, uh, scoring a header. Absolutely. And Michael, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm curious to uh, gather your thoughts. I mean, Jeremy just touched on it there uh, in the latter stages of his discussion with uh, Brittany Palombi. Um, four goals, obviously, in this game. Uh, she's currently the top scorer uh, in MPLW with seven goals in four matches. So she's she's absolutely on fire uh, at the moment. Uh, so, Michael, what what are your thoughts on uh, Cam- this Canberra Croatia uh, outfit? Obviously, looking uh, to defend uh, their, their title again uh, this season. Uh, a fantastic result for him, even though Jeremy said that you know it, it was a real back and forth game. The scoreline could have been a lot closer than what. Uh, it ended up as. Uh, but what, what were your thoughts uh, on, on this encounter? And uh, it's, you know, fu- it's funny. I uh, oh, Palumbi. She can. You could. She could do nothing the whole game as soon as she scored four past you. Uh, she's. She's a very. She's got an eye for goal, and uh, you can't teach that. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, th- it was interesting. I spoke to a Canberra FC player. Well, remain nameless last week, and uh, I, I talked about the start of the season, and she said. You know what? We're going to give someone a real good hammering. We're missing so many chances at this moment in time. Uh, and I didn't see the game on the weekend, but to score seven against Olympic shows that you probably put more chances away than what you've uh, done in the previous games. And it's right what Jeremy said. I think the challenge for Nick is to uh, to manage that team with Grace and with Chantel and with those star players to get the best out of it. And next week's a perfect example. You've got Two, two games against Belconnen in a short space of time when realistically and no disrespect to the other teams in the competition, whoever wins that semi-final Fed Cup is going to be a huge favourite to win the uh, the Fed Cup. Uh, and then you don't want to, uh, from a CFC perspective, you don't want Belcon to start creeping away with the, the league as well. So it'd be interesting how he manages that team. But And even Olympic... I share Jeremy's view. I think they will end up in fourth spot this year. They've had a very tough start to the season with fixtures. Uh, they've got a few new players. They'll take time to gel. They've got a coach who, who knows the game very well, has played the game at a very at a good level. Uh, so she'll get that team going and uh, they'll. I think you'll see over the next few weeks they'll come back to, to that top four. Absolutely, Matt. Do you have any uh, final thoughts uh, on this on this match before uh, we move on to the next fixture? No, I think these these two wrapped it up uh, quite well. I mean, if um uh, for those who were for those who were watching, you might have thought it was a forty-one nil according to the uh, according to the bar TV. Uh, according to forty-five the bar one. TV. Yeah, forty-five one. Sorry, forty-five one. Uh, it went both forty-one one and forty-five one and forty-five one. <laughs> It was fine in the second half, so I hope everyone was watching it uh, at least on the second <laughs> half live in that regard. But yeah, no, it was it was just it was just it was just interesting. I mean, Brittany Palombi, every time she 
she touched yeah. the ball. She just she knows how to finish it. And especially on those 101s, you could see how she just she just always found a way to just slide in, mm-hmm. put uh put one, even when she looked like she was gonna go right immediately, very quick switch, she's put in the left. And her te- te- technique was just great. It's great to see some of the younger players coming through. I mentioned them last week, like Juna scored her first goal last week in MPLW. Bella Barrach had a second start of the season, I believe. And she's a, a, um, a live wire in midfield, a lot of energy. And Fogarty's playing very well up front. So it's good to see that when when Grace Gill and Chantel Jones aren't there, uh, everyone else uh, steps up as well because it's a long season. Not everyone's going to be there for every game. So it's going to be interesting to say the least. All right. To, so to Michael, to Michael sorry. Aldred's point, sorry to interrupt, Matt. Um, whether, whichever team reaches the final, if they end up facing Gongalin, it could be Michelle Heyman's first game. So, you know, That's true. I don't, I don't fancy That's true. facing Michelle Heyman in a, uh, in a Federation Cup final. I fancy commenting in that true. game, but I don't fancy playing and, uh, and facing him. That's true. All right, we, we look forward to that one. That's for sure. All right. Our next one, we got West Canberra Wanderers four over Wagga City Wanderers one. Shavera Kale, uh, 18th minute. Maguire, 23rd. Edwards in the 54th. And Letton in the 93rd minute. And then Wagga City Wanderers Castle, Megan Castle with the goal there. Uh, Jeremy, first win of the season for West Canberra. Pretty impressive fashion. From what I saw, they created quite a few opportunities, more than they put through there was an interesting uh coach a player coach emma stanbury actually had a goal that was uh, disallowed beautiful nice. play there tiana jaber with the ball great finish top. it was a great finish and i know <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't happy she insists that was an, uh, that was on side <laughs> so um jeremy how did uh what'd you make of this one pretty impressive performance for west canberra to get their first win on the board yeah for sure yeah anna sofia chavera calle with their uh, with their second goal in uh, in that mini game, for, yeah. I know I know a little, a little Spanish in me. Um, we we with a second goal with Western Western Canberra, she's a she's a good find by uh, by Emma Stanberry, uh, Anna Sofia. It's 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 a good game from from West Canberra. Uh, I think somehow again somehow it ended up being four one, but it could have gone anywhere um they were they were lethal up front uh west canberra and i think uh, you know uh, sarah whitfield their captain played a couple of games up front a couple of games uh in defense and now she was back in defense to be able to solidify that back four uh which she does very well wherever she plays on the pitch is going to be an asset for uh for the wanderers uh but yeah the 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 jewel of the wanderers the battle of the wanderers sorry uh was a, a proper battle um you know Janet King, who we haven't seen, um, we haven't really seen her level yet uh, in goals, did quite a few saves against uh, Uaga City. Uh, and, you know, West Canberra ends up with, uh, I think, seven or eight offside, which a lot of teams are going to end up like this against uh, Sam Gray's team because he likes to play a, a high yes, defensive sure. line. Um, but, but when they're not offside, then it's obviously super dangerous. The, the second goal with the camera angle and the way we will see it, it looked like she's three meters away from the defense already. Uh, but clearly the referee saw it better than we do. So she's probably not offside, but that's the risk you take by defending the way Sam wants his team to defend. Uh, and I think um, Emma Stambury probably um, for sure knows that and sees that perfectly. You know, she talks about the goal that she scores. Uh, if 
Tiana Jaber is four meters up front, then her cross doesn't go forward. It goes uh, square, and then she's not going to be offside. And that's what they try to do quite a few times to try and go into the, the wing and to try and then cross the ball to be able to score, uh, which is which is how you should play against a team that wants to to defend high. Um, I, I think, you know, it's it's always going to be a tough one for um, for Sam, I think, trying to play the way he wants to play. I love that style of play, don't get me wrong. Uh, but as soon as you're going to play against players who have uh, a little bit more pace than your two fullbacks uh, who, who, or people who have the patience to wait for your team to drop a meter to then throw, throw the ball forward, uh, it, it's going to end up being a hard game. And on a surface like the Synthetic at Melrose, where the, the ball is a little bit faster than uh, what it is when they play home, it's also not an advantage for, uh, for Waga City. Um, so, you know, kudos to uh, to Emma for um, for a first win as a, as a head coach. You know, I think it must be uh, it must be good to get that monkey off your back. Uh, and uh, we said how hard it is, in our opinion, to play and coach. Uh, but she, she's doing that admirably so far. And the team is definitely answering well to her. Uh, and she's obviously bringing um, that technique and that skills on the field and you know I, I said that I think a, a couple of times last year then I thought when she was uh, playing under you Michael I thought that like defensively she could have done the extra effort and she could have um, helped a bit more the girls around there which didn't look like this a lot from, more. from the outside <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> well I didn't say that <laughs> um, obviously she's doing it at, uh, at West Canberra yeah yeah yeah, um, can you talk a little bit about that, uh, Michael? You, of course, uh, coached her a little bit last year when she joined Tuggerong, uh before the end of the season. How, what, what sort of challenges do you think she's going to have as a player coach per se? And uh, it went well for her this match. I think the week, I think the weekend was big for her because, uh, as we say, it's a hard role. Uh, there were training you can sort of manage, but playing, and you need a good assistant coach to help that. But I think the week, the result on the weekend was big for her to gain some momentum. I think they've, that first win is important. They play Tuggernaut on the weekend, which again is a, an opportunity to look for their second win. And once you get a bit of momentum, it's like any sport. There's going to be the confidence there. Things flow. The problems you normally have may not be there. Uh, so I think... Uh, and they're, they're a talented side. Uh, they're like most teams down there when you look at World and Wagga, uh, Tuggernaut. They're 1-11 to 11 and some are very good players. I think it's... Uh, the Bell Collins and CFC have got the advantage of the strength in depth, but they've got a very good 11 and some two or three really good quality players. And I must admit, I listened to Jeremy there talk about Sam and uh, I know exactly how Sam feels because the last two or three years, I've played a very high line as well. And uh, the reason we always did quite well against Wagga was because we knew they were playing the high line. And uh, it is a challenge for Sam, but I, I do applaud him for sticking to his principles. And uh, it, when it works, it works well. Uh, but I, I did, I must admit, I thought the scoreline was probably a bit harsh, but I, I thought I did fancy Wagga before the game to get up on that one. Indeed, it's it, it 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 was it was an interesting matchup and very important for West uh, Canberra to get on the board. Wagga will be disappointed to uh, to not get yeah. a to not get a, a better result, um, especially after going down to Gungalan last week. Uh, Michael, do you have any uh, thoughts on this one before we uh, move to the next one? No, I think uh, it was very important for uh, West Canberra. I think to get their first win uh, of the season, uh, just to get that monkey uh, off their back per se it's always um important 
uh, for for a team to to get their first win of the season, no matter how they get it, just to sort of get, build a little bit of uh, momentum, which I'm sure uh, West Canberra will look to do uh, next uh, week against our Canberra Olympic, which I'm sure we'll get into uh, when we do our predictions uh, for, the, for the next round fixtures. Uh, but we can move on uh, to the final game, uh, which was Canberra United Academy getting a 2-0 win uh, over Tuggeranong uh, United. Uh, a good win for Canberra United Academy, their second win on the trot, uh, starting to build uh, some good momentum. And uh, you they need that uh, as they face uh, a Gungahlin side uh, this weekend, uh, which will be a, a fascinating uh, matchup. Jeremy, a good win for Academy, two on the bounce. Um it's exactly what they would have wanted heading into a game as important as it is next week, but just more this game specifically, uh, Jeremy, uh, how did uh, Canberra United Academy uh, go about getting this victory? I think they stuck to to their game plan, you know, a lot, lot of a um, lot of running, good passing, short passing football. Um, they they've done what we've seen them doing against uh, Canberra, Croatia, uh, and even against Belco. If he didn't really, even if he didn't really go their way, um, good amount of pressure from the get go, uh, and then being able to score two goals uh, this early in the game, you know, by by the twentieth minute they were already two nil up. Uh, makes makes things easier, right? Uh, I. To be honest, I was impressed uh, again, like we said last week, by uh, the level of Togranong United. Who, uh, you know, congratulations, uh, Michael. The uh, um, the work is definitely coming to fruition. Uh, very, very solid defensively. Um, you know, about the goalkeeper, although she's she's technically not the the first goalkeeper. Uh, very, very solid and very reassuring on her line. Unfortunately, the first goal uh, fluke she flukes it a little bit. Uh, but besides that, she was imperial. Uh, I think it took a very a very solid and consistent um, Canberra United Academy team to be able to get uh, that result because because otherwise it would have gone it would have gone the other way pretty pretty easily. Um, we've seen Sasha Grove coming in um, in the second half and straight away she brought what we know she can bring to the game. So seeing her coming in and and getting into her groove will obviously be a big a big plus for for the academy. On the latter it looks like the, the gap is made. The academy is only two points behind uh, the teams in front of them and, and they've created a bit of a hole with the team behind them. I, I don't know if they, seeing them play, I don't know if they can yet, um, you know, be a problem for Canberra, Croatia, Olympic when they're ready, Belconen and, and Gungalen, uh, just because it's it's a little bit, it's a little bit tender. It's a little bit besides Sofia Christofferson and Anna Hunt. Um, they are missing Alex Giddis, who's who's amazing last year uh, up front on the wing. They are missing that second uh, wing threat. Uh, we'll see. We'll see with the the comeback of Sasha if they can bring a bit more threat forward. Um, and obviously, um, I don't think we can underestimate the impact that having Vicky Linton on the bench will have uh, on Camera Hill Academy. But it, it's a good win. It's it's great. They they need to capitalize against those teams because I see it being hard uh, against the other teams uh, for Togranong. And you know straight away I I texted Stan to uh, to congratulate him as well. Um, it, again, brilliant game defensively, uh, very well in place. The the ability to bring back the numbers uh, very quickly um, was as impressive as it was last week against Canberra Croatia. Um, Malimaji a little bit a little bit too isolated up front. Uh, to be able to 
to bring those threats all the way to the end. Uh, those, those amazing runs from Zoe Terry that we saw uh, when we commented the game, Matt, uh, I haven't really seen again. I don't know if they told her not to do them again, but uh, we need to see them. We need to see her doing those runs and uh, and going through defenses because I think it's going to bring uh, proper goal threats for, for Tergrenong. It's, it's good to see how well they play when Steffi Coast is not playing yet. You know, when the captain is going to be back, uh, Tergolong is going to be a bit stronger. I see your face, Michael. Maybe that means she's not coming back uh, soon enough. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good to see the level of Tergolong. I don't think we have, uh, we have a gap between the top four and, and the bottom four, but I don't think the gap is as pronounced as, as it has been um, some years in the, in the past. Absolutely. And I guess, Michael, uh, to touch on this game, I guess, you know, particular lens, obviously focused on more uh, Tuggeranong. Uh, obviously, you were the former coach there. Um, I'm sure um, you've kept an eye on them here and there to see how they've uh, gone about uh, since uh, your exit. I, I guess, can you just talk a little bit about uh, this result and I guess how the team is, is progressing along uh, as this uh, season uh, goes on? I mean... I think that the teams in this competition, uh, the gap is getting uh, smaller and smaller as players continuously uh, are coming through with this, these different teams to really catch up to the likes of, you know, uh, Belcon and, uh, and, and Canberra, Croatia. Um, even though um, there may be teams that aren't up, obviously, to their level yet, but I think uh, it, it's going in a good direction, certainly in the women's game. But uh, I guess in more... Uh, particular uh, Tuggeranong United, uh, Michael, how, how, how have you uh, found their performances uh, and in particular um, more recently? Uh, it's a little bit difficult, I'll be honest. I've, since I stepped away, I've, I've tried to step away uh, and keep away. Uh, but I spent five years there and we built a certain way to play. Uh, the players... And you see it now as well, and Jeremy's touched on it, I think. Even from, I, I coached the first game against Gungalan where we lost 4-0. Uh, and then they've had two results against Croatia and obviously uh, this weekend. They're a hard work inside. They, uh, they, they don't get beat easily. They never give up. Um, they've still got, as Jeremy said, they've still got a couple of players to come back who I think will make a difference to the team. The, uh, the problem is they haven't got that X factor. They haven't got that ability to break open a game and I think the couple of games we won last year we took the lead uh, I think Tuggeron needs a little bit of luck to get that nose in front to get that momentum get that little bit of belief and if you look at our goal scoring record over the last couple of years it's the players I say players never give up but it's, it can be a bit deflating when you suddenly one nil down and you think where are the goals going to come from uh, but I can vouch from knowing these girls quite well that the team will never give up. None of the players will give up. They will work their socks off all year and there's a, a good group of people around them who will make sure they continue to do that. Uh, and as you said, I've got to be honest, when I look at this uh, league table, you think it, it doesn't look very good. But as you've touched on, the league table might be a bit irrelevant this year because the gap won't be as big as what the league table may suggest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Matt. Uh, do you have it? Do you have any of your thoughts on on this one, Matt? Uh, it, obviously, a, a good result for Canberra United Academy, but um, Michael touched on some great points there uh, from a Tuggeranong 
point of view. Um, what did you make of uh, this result? Yeah, I thought Tagorong showed how 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 well they've sort of progressed defensively from the first game of the season to now. Uh, it was an important win for CUA since you mentioned they are going to be coming up against a Gungahlin side that I think are going to be raring to go after their lost to Belconnen United. So I think uh, the boys touched here on the majority of the points. And I have to say that Tagorong away kit looks fantastic. Fantastic kit, that one. So good. So good. The yellow with the... There was a lot of discussion on that kit. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm assuming it's positive. It was, it was a great kit. Yeah. Great kit. All right. So before we get in, before Michael brings up the uh, quick previews for next week, I just wanted to read the uh, the table quickly. So I'll go from bottom to top. We've got Tuggeron United, zero points um, in eighth place. Then we've got Canberra Olympic in seventh place with three points. Then um, sixth place, Wagga City with three points. Uh, West Canberra Wanderers in fifth place with three points. Fourth place, Canberra United Academy with four points. Bengali United in third place with nine points. Canberra Croatia in second place with 10 points. And Belcon United in fourth place with 12 points, four wins from four. There's only two undefeated sides there. And as you can tell, I said a lot of three points and four points. So uh, there's a bit of a gap between third and fourth, but it is a very, very long season as we know. So Michael, what is the first matchup for the weekend? It's a cracking matchup uh, that that we've uh, slightly touched upon uh, before um, these previews. I mean, it really needs no... Big introduction, uh, but it's, it's going to be a fantastic game. It's Belconnen uh, United at home uh, at McKellar Park, playing host to uh, Canberra Croatia, and what's going to be obviously a fantastic game. Um, there's going to be, I think, plenty to come out of uh, this encounter when it's all said and done. Uh, going uh, deeper into the season, that one's Saturday, um, May eighth, uh, like I mentioned at McKellar Park, um, Matt. Uh, do you want to kick off the uh, predictions? Uh, what, what's the prediction results? Yeah. Sorry, where, where are we on the ladder? I was, I, I was about to say. <laughs> How bad am I compared to you two? Okay. Uh, not too far off. So, essentially, Michael's made a bit of a comeback. Uh, on all the ladders, he's only one behind me now. So, we've got a pretty uh, close score sheet going. But for MPLW, Michael and I both got three last week. Jeremy, you got two. So, it's me on top of 13, Michael with 12, and you with nine. Just love um, the underdog. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll mention the other ones as we do the other ones but look i'm i'm gonna sit i'm gonna be the first one and i'm gonna start very positive and sit on the fence for this one um because we've seen a canberra croatia side that have built quite well from those from the first defeat in the um community shield and that draw against canberra croatia, uh, sorry canberra united academy they've uh, improved quite a bit over the last couple of weeks and you can see that they're starting to click and it's good to see that like i said when grace gill sent chantel jones aren't there the other players step up I'm intrigued to see how both teams approach this. I think it's going to, it could be a cagey affair or this could, one could have a lot more goals. So it's going to be one or the other. I don't think there's going to really be a middle gain to this one. So I'm going to say it's going to be a draw. All right. Um, uh, who's, who's next, Jeremy? Uh, yeah, I can't wait for that game. And we, uh, we've done a bit of a change in our uh, commentary schedule. So uh, with, with Matthew Moore, I'm actually going to be at McKellar on Saturday to commentate that game, uh, which is going to be, Fantastic for sure. Um, I I'll I'll go for a Canberra Croatia win. I think uh, you know 
Nick Brosnitz pretends to brush away that um, community shield de defeat, saying that he didn't count and and I don't think he's pretending. I don't think. But <laughs> you, you always pretend when you lose. When you win, it counts. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty sure he he wants to. Uh, uh, I guess he needs to tell Michael Zakowski who who's got the crown right now. You know what I mean? So, so I see Kemra Croatia um, coming out guns blazing, uh, and I don't see definitely don't see it being a bit result. But uh, yeah, a short win for for Kemra Croatia is my uh, prediction there. All right, my, uh, Michael Georgeski, what's your one? Well, we're going to have three different uh, predictions oh. here. So I'm going to go for a Belcon United win at home. Um, I think I think it's obviously a safe um, prediction to make given how they've played um, so far this season. Um, their goal's in abundance. They're playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, they obviously um, have the edge over uh, Canberra, uh, Croatia, having beat them uh, earlier on uh, this, this year as well. So um, I... I and to your point, uh, Jeremy, I think that that will, um, you know, be in the back of the minds of the Canberra Croatia players and they'll really want to come out firing uh, to right that wrong in a sense. But um, I think it's going to be a, a very uh, close close game, uh, that's for sure. So I'm going to go for a Canberra United win. Uh, sorry, a Belcon United win at home. I'm thinking about Nick and Michael watching us talk about and like being, oh, you're going to see, oh, you see what I'm going to do. You see yeah, what yeah, I'm going to yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, 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 that's 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 that, that's a part of it. It's great, you know, when uh, when you were here, that's all those sort of reactions. Uh, Michael, what do you any any thoughts on this one? Oh, I think uh, you, you've all summed it up pretty well, but I've yep. got a sneak in CFC will uh, sneak it. I think uh, Grace and Chantel will drive that team to uh, get a bit of revenge from the from the Shield game. I think they'll sneak it in a close game. All right, Michael, our next matchup. Yeah, so our next ma next matchup. Uh, sorry, is uh, West Canberra Wanderers uh, playing uh, Tuggeranong United at Melrose Synthetic uh, Sunday, May 9th. Uh, we touched on how important it was uh, West Canberra Wanderers uh, getting that first win uh, of the season and how they can build a little bit of momentum uh, against a very tough and durable uh, Tuggeranong United side. Uh, Matt, uh, how, how do you see this one playing out at Melrose at that, uh, you know, that lunchtime kickoff? Yeah, look, West Canberra, I think uh, they built quite a lot of momentum. Um, I think, yeah, I th I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with West Canberra victory here. I, it'll be closer than uh, people probably think because Tuggeron, they're starting to find their groove uh, defensively like Jeremy and uh, Michael both mentioned. So I, I'm going to go for a West Canberra victory, but I don't think it's going to be by a big margin um, in that regard. Let's go on to Michael Aldred next. Uh, I'm in an awkward situation on that one. <laughs> oh, look, you don't have to if you don't want to. Just give us your thoughts on the match. I think uh, if people are listening to this, I think Tuggeranong will win very easily. But if you ask <laughs> me to put my last dollar on it, I do feel as though uh, West Canberra have got a little bit more to hurt Tuggeranong than Tuggeranong to hurt West, West Canberra. All right, I, Jeremy. I, I think I'll sneak it. Jeremy? <laughs> Um, well, I mean, uh, I'll go for a draw, I think. Um, uh, you know, I have, I have to make up for 
the the advance you guys took on me. So whether you lose one zero or seven zero, you still lose. So I'm going to take risks to try and get to try and win that one. <laughs> uh, in, in in all seriousness, I think West Canberra definitely has the advantage. Um, but Melrose is a short pitch. Uh, a short pitch might be advantageous um, for for a team like Tugrenong. Uh Defensively, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be hard. You know, Michael said it really well. Um, Togonong might miss that X factor up front to try and score goals. Uh, but I, I just, I just, I'm waiting for a ball to come behind the defense for Madi Maggi and then the X factor is there. Um, so, so hopefully it'll happen this weekend for uh, for Togonong. But yeah, I see, I see a draw. I almost want to predict a, a, a null old draw, but yeah, I'll go for a draw. Michael, uh, I think I think this game's actually going to be tight. Um, like you uh, have mentioned, uh, I think Tuggeranong are, uh, are slowly uh, building uh, week after week. Uh, they're slowly they're progressing in a very, although it's, it might be a slow uh, and steady uh, manner. Uh, the the most important thing is is that they're putting in the effort every week, um, and and that showed against uh, Canberra uh, United Academy, um, and I. It's, and I fully expect them to carry that over uh, into the West Canberra Wanderers encounter. But I do think West Canberra Wanderers uh, will probably uh, win that game by a, a goal or two. Um, it'll definitely be close, uh, but I'm going to go with the uh, the home side on that one. All right, next up, Michael. Yeah, so next we have Wagga City Wanderers uh, against Canberra Olympic, uh, Sunday, May 9th, 2.30 uh, p.m. at Gissing Oval. Uh, this one should be a good game too. Uh, Jeremy, I'll, I'll go to you first. Uh, how do you see this one uh, playing out? I see it being a close game. You were talking about the, the ladder, Matt. I think the ladder is not up to date on the website because there's a game missing okay. for Canberra Intel Academy this weekend's yep. win. Um, so they are actually two points behind Gangalen. So so now this game becomes even more interesting for the academy because if they win, they take over. Um, I, I still see it as a Gangalen win. Uh, I think, you know, um, you, you never learn as much as when you lose. Uh, and I think they've seen what didn't work against Belconnen and they're going to be keen not to um, have that kind of game happen again. Uh, I know it's it's always different when you're playing on synthetic uh, at Hawker, but I, I still fancy um, Gangalin with a, with a win. I think you skipped a it's, little yeah, no, it's, half forward, it's, Jeremy. It's Wagga City and Canberra Olympic. Oh, I was so focused on it. I think I broke for a bit. And, uh, oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Still why you're behind on the scoreboard. <laughs> yeah. You're doing the wrong games. I know. Yeah. Exactly, it's exactly why. I'm sorry, boys. I, I don't know why I was in my that's, own head. That's right. Well, we don't need to go to you the next one then because we already in the yeah. so, um, so Olympic, quick. sorry. <laughs> Olympic. Um, I, it's always hard to travel down to to the Riverina, but um, but I fancy uh, I fancy Nicole Beg with the second wing of the season. Apologies for the confusion. That's okay. Just edit we'll, that back. Yeah. We all make mistakes. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I'm going to go for Olympic as well. I just think they've they've despite the the losses they've uh, had recently, there's been a lot of you know good positive uh, attacking signs there. Uh, for them and we all know Wagga can leave themselves vulnerable to those sort of plays and you've always mentioned the balls over the top there's um they I saw quite a few balls over the top all Olympic tried to anyway against Canberra Croatia I think they'll um find their chances here and when Ash Sykes gets a chance uh, we all know she uh nine times out of ten buries them in the back of the net 
Um, Wanderers will make their own, make their chances like they usually do. I just think they'll be a little bit too suspect uh, defensively against the Olympic side that will probably find more space than they have in their previous matches. So I'm going to go Olympic. Um, Michael Aldred? Uh, I think Manchester United will beat Liverpool. No, sorry. <laughs> oh, I sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get no, I think you've both just done it well. I think Olympic will uh, have just too much for Wagga. Be an entertaining game. I w- I'd probably see a lot of goals in that game, I think. Both sides will be looking to attack. Uh, and touching, I think, just to help that, I think Gungarland will take the academy down as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, got two in one. All right. So there we go. We got two in one there. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> While we're out of yeah, I, th- I think uh, uh, Gangalan will have a little too much for them because uh, Gangalan, I think they're going to be really raring to go. I said that before, but they're just, they're going to be, I think they're going to be out for blood per se in this one, uh, especially after not being able to create those chances like they usually do. I think they're going to yeah. be working on that massively in uh, in that match. So I'm going to go for yeah, that one. It, we yep. didn't touch on it, but with Michelle coming into the side in a week, two weeks time, there's people in that Gangalan side that, won't want to be dropped. They'll want to play with Michelle. So they'll be out to impress. This certainly will be the time in that regard. Michael, uh, give us your two predictions while we're at it. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Um, I, I, I'm I, going to go for a Canberra Olympic win as well. I think it was important that we touched on how difficult their fixture list has been uh, so far uh, this season. Uh, so to take where they're at at the moment, um, you don't want to take that uh, too seriously given uh, the difficult fixtures that they've had. But um, I think they'll start to uh, benefit now. Um, and that will start uh, with a with a game against uh, Wagga City Wanderers, uh, even though they'll have to make the travel out there. And that's always difficult in itself. But um, I, I expect them to get the away victory there. And then from there, I think I expect uh, Canberra Olympic to build a little bit of momentum. Uh, as we said, we kind of expect them to sneak into that fourth spot. Um, given given the sides in the competition uh, and, and the quality of uh, of the squad lists, um, so I, I expect that to start um, this weekend uh, against Wagga City Wanderers. So I'm going to go for a Canberra Olympic away win, and I'm going to go for a Gungahlin uh, United away win uh, as well at uh, Canberra United Academy. I think the uh, I think those girls will uh, be ready to respond after uh, that loss to uh, Belcon and United. Uh, they'll look to switch their focus and put that result uh, behind them. So uh, I'm going to go for a Gungahlin United away win. And since we jumped the gun on that one, we might as well say where it is. So Canberra United Academy was Gungahlin United, Sunday, May 9th, 4.30pm at Hawker Football Centre. Just get all the information out there. All right, guys, uh, fantastic having you both on. We've got to do this again um, soon, Uh, 100%. Michael, uh, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. Um, It was great to talk to you once again and... Is uh, any last thoughts before uh, we wrap this up? No, and we haven't been sounding too glib. Keep up the good work. It's all part of that. Uh, let's uh, let the football community know what a good job or good product we've got. So well done, boys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, Jeremy, any final uh, words before you head off? Any, uh, any plugs for your French football podcast? Um, no, so first thing, sorry, I just had a message during the podcast. The game, uh, Camera United against Gangalin is at three o'clock on Sunday, no more at 4.20. They had to change the, the fixture time 
okay. and, br and bring it in closer an, an hour and 20 minutes. Now, I guess I just want to take the opportunity to uh, to thank Michael Aldred. I think, you know, the the work that you've done at Tugrenon can't be um, can't be underestimated and can't be diminished. And, um, you know, obviously being in there, uh, how it is to take um, to take over what we'll call a small market team in our competition and to still uh, build a great program. I mean, I remember the, the first time I met you last year uh, and that you told me about your um, um, your handbook and, and your training book and, and that you sent it to me straight away and I and I had a, a lot of pleasure reading it. Uh, you know, I, you'll, you'll surely be missed in the, in the competition and I really wish you the, the best and I hope that we'll see you uh, very quickly back uh, onto the field because... Uh, uh, you know, your voice will be missed uh, as well as as well as, uh, as all that you bring to the to the competition in in the capital. I really appreciate that, Jeremy. And as I say, it's uh, good to have some support support around for all the game. And uh, I do look forward to getting back into the game soon. You know, have to give us a couple of copies of that handbook as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you onto my Dropbox. There's a few thousand drills in there. <laughs> Thank you very much, gentlemen. And uh, we look forward to having you back on the show soon. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Guys. Guys. All right. Thank you. Yeah.